Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast. I know it is, okay? So welcome back to your favorite podcast, Imole, and I am your lovely host, Kwelumi. In this episode, we are going to be talking about a topic that is very, very dear to my heart, and it is attachment styles. I wonder if you've heard of attachment styles. So attachment styles refer to the patterns of behavior and emotional response that individuals develop in their relationships with others, particularly in their early years of life. There are four primary attachment styles that have been identified. And the first is the secure attachment style. So individuals with a secure attachment style have a positive view of themselves and others. They are comfortable with intimacy and are able to communicate their feelings and needs effectively. Anx- anxious preoccupied attachment, individual, uh, individuals with this attachment style tend to be insecure and anxious in their relationships. They often seek reassurance and validation from their partners and may become overly clingy or demanding. Avoidant attachment styles. Now, there are two types of avoidance. There's first of all, dismissive avoidant. And dismissive avoidance tend to be emotionally distant and may avoid close relationships altogether. It's not uncommon for a dismissive avoidance to be single for like five to 10 years. You know, they are fine with that and they may struggle with intimacy and find it difficult to trust others. Then the next or the last attachment, primary attachment style is the fearful avoidant attachment. And individuals with this fearful avoidance attachment style have a conflicted view of themselves, which means that this, this actually is one of the most confusing attachment styles because it, you are a bit anxiously preoccupied and also a bit avoidant. You're sort of in the middle, right? And you desire intimacy at the same time you're afraid of rejection. So people with this pattern tend to pull people in and then like ghost, (laughs) they ghost a lot. Okay. So, um, It is important, first of all, to note that attachment styles can change over time and are not necessarily fixed. And therapy and personal growth work and, you know, just attachment style work can actually help you to become secure. So I have a good friend and a client with me today. His name is Chikoma. And I've worked with him on his journey to becoming more securely attached in relationships through several therapy sessions so far and I'm quite proud of his growth that's why I have him here on my podcast I mean if he wasn't doing well like I totally would be interviewing him and so let me tell you a bit about Chukuma he's an IT professional based in Canada and he's he said I should tell you because I told him I was like Chukuma please send me a bio right and he was like he put in his bio this is the first time I've ever said anybody say this in my entire life 1000% Nigerian 2,000% Niger dad and 5,000% husband to an amazing Lolo. Now, I like that one. That's very sweet. So please welcome Chukuma and Kunta. Okay? <laughs> so welcome, Chukuma. Hey, Bellumi. Thanks. Thanks for the intro. And yeah, that's that's um, that's a fun fact. I, I consider my missus my my Lolo. So I give her 5,000%. <laughs> that's wonderful. That's, that's really sweet. So... First of all, tell us about yourself, about your background. I know you're in Canada now, but where did you grow mm. up? How did you grow up? You know, you know, tell us something fun about you. Uh, fun? Uh, man, let me, I mean, we've been having conversations for a minute, so you know fun is far from <laughs> me, but, you know, I'll go straight into it. I mean, I'm a Niger boy, 100%. I grew up, lived in Nigeria, all but for the past 
35 years, right? So um, growing up was really fun. I mean, I had uh, two siblings, a brother and a sister. Um, I schooled in Lagos, went to Corona, went to Komadi Ikeja. And then after that whole lovely life of Lagos, we ended up going to University of Enugu to get my university degree. And, you know, it was, it was, it was just all fun of a great childhood. I mean, from stay with my brother and my sister where it was like we grew up in a in a household where we were staunch catholics it was all about you know sundays you're in church um it was all about making sure you're abiding by what mom and dad are saying and you know really just not looking at you know because you said fun and for us fun was you know hey making sure you're listening to what your parents are saying my dad was um I, an architect who basically was able to travel all around Nigeria. So I would always look forward to him coming back and giving me the 411 of, hey, what happened in this site? Which state in Nigeria did you visit? It was that kind of communication we had, right? And my mom was a civil servant turned businesswoman where she was all about, hey, I'm going to the office, I'm going to do the work. And that's what we saw as kids, right? We saw our parents wake up early in the morning get out and do the work and for us being from you know starting secondary school was that that was what we instilled in our mindset i want to get to that stage in life where my nine to five is i'm going to go to the office hustle i'll come back you know so that's in a nutshell i mean looking back i always have this discussion with my younger brother where it's like Yo, do you think everything moved too fast? And he's like, yeah, at this point in our lives, we think everything's moving too fast. But, you know, we have kids now. We always look at our kids and we tell them, like, enjoy childhood while you have it. Don't, don't be in a hurry because I'm not going to lie. I was so much in a hurry to just become an adult so bad that now I want to, you know, I, I eagerly get to the kids to just see, you teach me how to have fun. I want to be in this life of yours where you guys are just free to run wild and enjoy life without any care in the world. I want to know what that feels like. Hmm. Like it's just the wonders of being a child again. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I saw today, I saw this um, tweet and then this person was saying that I think 2023 has been going so fast. And another person now tweeted that, like, oh, you know, as an adult, the more experiences you have and you build a rhythm to your life, things tend to seem more monotonous than than um, new. So or like when you were a child, at times, time appeared to go a lot slower, if you get what I mean, because yeah. you're still having newer and newer experiences. But now when things are like the same most of the time, you know, it's not, it's kind of boring. And it's yes, it like, like travel, have new experiences. Mm-hmm. So that just reminded me, like, I just remember that when you said, um, enjoy being a child, because you can't ever tell a kid to enjoy being a kid. The very fact that mm-hmm. I have to depend on mommy and daddy for everything. They don't understand. <laughs> these kids, these days, I do understand that, man. Like back there, Belumi, you know what it is now. Like your parents will reset to you easily, but. These kids don't get, don't get this. You don't understand this now. <laughs> well, because they are not going to get reset as often. Hopefully, the only therapy like us that we're always reset after every single thing we said that did not like. Oh that man! That- yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like m- moving on. Like, um, tell us about your attachment style. So tell us what 
category you fall in. I know Yo. I know what it is, but I want you to obviously tell the audience. And I, I know, I know. So I mean, you said it. It was the last one you said that. I had to go off it because I just kept laughing and I was like, I'm raising up my hand. I'm in the cash room. I'm like, yes, sir. That's me, sir. Like, I'm that fearful avoider. Like, and, and it was, you know, I think it was more dismissive. Dismissive guy. I kind of feel I'm in between Bellumi. <laughs> after my assessment but the, the first assessment was it was dismissive yes no doubt like because it was um as i said i wanted to go into how we, we got in, into contact like i've been a big fan of imole like the whole conversation was intriguing to me because i came into canada in 2015 and it was me understanding that i had to unlearn a lot like it's not the mentality of what it was while growing up in Nigeria. So you come in, you have a colleague, he sees that you're so, so, so point, you're gesticulating, you're so much energy. And for the Caucasian man, that's a red flag. And in my head, I'm like, how is that a red flag? Like, yo, like that's just Chukuma being Chukuma. Like that's how I communicated back in Nigeria. And it was like, no, like, Anybody seeing you virtually would think you're having an emotional tantrum. And that just stuck because it was like, yo, is this affecting me maybe when I'm having an interview or I'm trying to get that big job? Is it the fact that I'm just creating and I'm, my hands are all over the place? And then I kind of put that at the back end. I'm like, mm, maybe that's not really what it is. But I just kind of figured out like it was affecting even with the relationship before the case started coming where it's like, the missus would always ask me, hey, are you okay? And I wouldn't just have a conversation. I would avoid that conversation. I would go find a quiet place to just be on my own and be like, hey, I want to just be on my own. But to me, it did just click that, yo, there's something wrong. You can't be avoiding your partner. And it was more like by the time 2016 came about, that big job came through. So it was more like, yes, I got this. I'm going to slam myself into doing the hard work and making sure I grow and I'm, you know, making this Canadian dollars. And it was easy to just avoid the misses, avoid any contact. The only contact I knew I was having was really with colleagues in the office, which wasn't really building anything, you know, intimate or anything. And then, you know, um, 2017, I... I, I, we have our first kid and it's like I'm noticing that yes there's something wrong I don't know what it is and of course that Nigeria anime is like mm, money will fix it just go out have a good time everything will get better the message is there's something wrong could we please talk about it and I'm just like is it, there isn't anything wrong like you're you're thinking about this too much and then 2018, 2019, um, we, we get our first crib, we get our first house. It's like, I'm already excited because I'm like, yeah, everything is falling into place. But red flags are still coming up for my, my wife where she's like, there's something wrong. We, we seem to be getting along, but we aren't getting along. And I'm like, why do, would you say that? Like, you need anything, I'm taking care of the bills. You need this, we are a partnership. I mean, what else do we need to do? They, they, you're, 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 you're thinking about this thing. You're reading too much into this. But keep in mind, in between all this, and being this dismissive person, she, we have conversations and I'm taking it personal. I'm 
kind of dismissing her i'm not even entertaining her own opinion on things because i'm like yeah you, i'm chukuma you are you're you're amara you don't know what i'm going through like this is my own thing like i know what's good for chukuma so that dismissive and then anytime she's not seeing eye to eye with me which i'm putting in my head i'm avoiding the whole thing i'm like you know what I'd rather not talk to you throughout today. I'll just go stay in the office or I'll just go stay somewhere else or just go and hang out with friends, people who I think are going to accept me for who I am, right? And um, by 2018, I started listening to Imole because it's on um, a colleague's, um, you know, podcast um, station and I'm understanding what it is to... 2018, Imole was not even conceived. Was it? <laughs> it was... No, but but Osage started the whole. Um, what did he start? No, he started the program. Was it twenty twenty or twenty nineteen? I think. Okay, no, it was twenty twenty. Yes, sorry. Yeah. It was this. What what really kicked off the whole thing was yes, it was COVID. Of course. Yeah. COVID. Okay, because I was like, was okay, COVID. Mandela effect. Was there more than twenty eighteen? No. Why I say why I say twenty eighteen was because between that period, that's when I started asking myself. Oh, right, right, yeah, twenty eighteen was when I started saying, okay, if there's something wrong with me, how can I figure it out, right? And then, of course, you would always hear there was therapy, but therapy here was like go get better help or go get one person. And sis, the funding was insane, and not to even you know give them any slack, but the Caucasian therapy was really just kind of subliminal because I felt they wouldn't relate with what an African, a Nigerian guy might be going through, right? I had talked to colleagues who I felt should know what I was going through, but they were like, yeah, you need to talk to somebody professional. And I'll be like, yeah, but I thought normally when you go to the beer parlor and you have a conversation with boys, <laughs> that's how it is. Like, it, it gets over it, right? Because it kind of makes you feel good. I, I mean, every Nigerian, for us, when we know we want to feel good, what do we do? We run into comedy, we run into laughing, or just run into something that's just, let's forget the problems and move on. Right. So, yes, it was um, by 20, 2018, 2019, I was doing that whole, okay, let me figure out what's wrong. But of course, I wasn't being um, assertive into kind of making sure I could do the work. And by 2020, I started seeing those little cracks. You know, it was having those fights with the missus where it's like, hey, I really don't want to talk. I'm just going to be explosive. It's affecting how I'm even interacting with my kids. By then, I have a second kid who's really just a baby. But my first kid is more like, hey, I want to play with daddy. And daddy's just like, I'm avoiding everybody because I'm pissed off at maybe something in my head. And, um, you know... I'm trying to fi figure out things. I'm like, okay, do I need to start doing more exercise? Do I need to head to the gym more? Do I need to kind of clear my head? But of course, it's it's all experimental with me. It's do this, maybe this works, do that, maybe that works. And then of course, as I said, I stumbled on Imole and I'm enjoying these conversations where it's like, hey, let me talk about things that affect the typical Nigerian home. I mean, that's what I heard first said about being a narcissist, which I thought was just weird because when I read this kind of people, the mentality or what we heard back then was, this person, they're serious crazy. This person said they're serious. Um, there's a witch. Maybe this person's 
maybe they are chasing maybe there's somebody chasing it for the village but that's just narcissism that's just um something somebody developed right as a human being and i was just intrigued with the whole fact that hey there are people like me going through problems i might not be on the same wavelength or whatever it is but i can relate and sure enough it was in my head where i kept hesitating was like how do i reach out how do i reach out because i want to have that conversation i want to kind of see what it is or see who can help me figure this out and sure enough 2022 i am i am um, I, I i know i sent you i, I remember sending figuring out hey what's the email what's the email i, f- I found the email in the footnotes and i sent the email and i remember the day i got a call from you Bellumia. i was i was blown away because you first reached out on whatsapp and i was like hmm i was going on a walk so summer of 2022 and i was going on a walk and i was like yo Bellumia reached out to me and i was giddy at first because i was all like hmm maybe this is real maybe maybe i'm finally going to get the answers and it's just going to be like because I, I come from this world as an IT consultant where it's like, if I go in and I put in a code or I just, you know, do a deployment, it's a quick fix. The computer is running, the software is running, everybody claps for me and I get my Hercules and I walk out the room till the next uh, project or something comes along. So that was what I was expecting when I <laughs> got on the phone with Belumi. I was like, hey, Belumi, so this, this is what's going on. Um, What's it going to take to fix me? Uh, apparently, me goes like, unfortunately, this is this is going to be a session. I actually remember that um, one of the first conversations, and it just felt yeah. like I was like, no, that's not how the human mind works. Like you're not a machine. There's it's not like there's just one code that I'll need to adjust and then the software will start running smoothly. And funny enough, the brain is, I I think the brain is similar to that, but usually it takes more than one, how do I say, there's usually one more than one cause of the problem. Like, and that's going to lead me to my next question because I wanted to ask you, what childhood experiences do you think made you avoidant? Like, I know it's, that's very hard to say because and I don't want to sound like incorrect in a way, but it's very hard to say well, which one actually made me dismissive avoidant. But usually people tend to develop insecure attachment styles because they don't, they're not able to form that emotional connection or that emotional bond with the primary caregiver or, or whatever they get from the person is not enough. Do you get what I mean? So let's say the mother is emotionally absent because she's dealing with issues or problems in a marriage with the father you know, so that's a typical example. But please tell us like your experiences with your parents and also just life and Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, th- and now that's what it is. We had our conversations and, you know, you, 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 it's like you opened this Pandora box for me where I started figuring out, oh, this is what it is. And, you know, going way back, as I said, um, five, six, by the time we were five, six in, in Corona, we weren't seeing our parents like that. And it's not their fault. I mean, they were doing what they were meant to do, right? Taking care of the kids, which is we were in the best schools. Corona was a big deal back then. Corona Bagada, anybody will tell you. We were in the best schools, but there wasn't that attachment. Whereas, when, you know, or rather, when I say attachment, I mean, I could easily go out and have a bad day and there was no one I felt I needed. I could, I could vent to it. Right? There was no one I felt I could come back and relay with. 
And it's not because um, they weren't there. I just didn't feel the need to go out and ask. I mean, it's one thing to realize right now that, hey, as a kid, you, you should be able to say what you want. But back then, it wasn't something we were, we were kind of used to. It was if mommy, Popsy are not there, you boy, face this on your own, like figure it out. And there was nothing I could figure out. So it was just me in my head saying, yo, these people don't love me because I'm seeing parents out there who are coming, getting their kids on a day by day. I'm seeing my brother and my sister. I'm seeing them or I'm imagining in my head that they are getting this attention, but they aren't. Right, so it's more like everything's just feeding into Chukuma's head, where it's like Chukuma, nobody loves you. I like go out and get third party love, and sure enough, that's what I went out to get. I went out and I was like, hey, if I had friends, you know, people who are giving Chukuma the name, you know, to be this Chukuma bad guy or Chukuma, everybody loves Chukuma. That was okay for me. I didn't need mommy and daddy's. Um, accolades or them telling me yes they would come out pay school fees and sure i was good but those day to days i just felt like hey if i if i had them there maybe i could actually have come out and said hey i'm having this hard time i'm really 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 looking for you know someone to listen to what i have to say or just converse with but i never had that and that was all through um primary school now, secondary school was a different ballgame because me and my brother, I've really, keep in mind, as I said, I already had this mindset where I felt my brother and my sister, because I'm the middle kid, my brother and my sister, I felt, hey, they were getting those attachments from my parents, right? Because my sister is the Adam wife, so I felt, hey, Popsy and Mopsy, I always go to show this girl love. My brother is the baby. Yo, this guy's always go to get anything he wants. I'm the middle man. Who loves me? Like, when am I going to get the love I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm seeing these guys get, which is all in my head. And I'm like using that vex on my brother where it's like, yo, you're getting everything. Don't bother me, man. Like, go out and do your thing, you know. And we, sure enough, we end up going to different secondary schools. He goes to home science. Keep in mind, home science is school bus, you know, best lavish life. I'm going to command. I have to trek, you know, walk from Maryland. Whoever knows, remembers Maryland there. You have to walk on Mobalaji Bank Anthony all the way to where Leventis was, which was, that's where command the secondary school is. And that was my, like my nine to five. So it was all that vex built in. And then I'm going to school because I felt mommy and daddy were showing me this love, right? And then I was getting it from my um, school people. And going to secondary school, I ended up being this, um, what do you call the bad boys? Because I sat out at the backseat because I was getting the attention. I was getting, you know, the girls to show me attention as well. And then of course I was all about, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to flunk through school and do whatever I want to do. And of course, uh, that's when those um, bad things then happen. I end up um, in the hospital because um, I got shot by arm robbers and I was there for about a couple of months. But as I said, because I was this sensation in school, I was a big deal. People were still coming to find me in the hospitals. People were still coming to 
look out for me. I got the nickname of James Bond because I took a bullet. But this was traumatic. Oh my God, the ladies. Like you said it was traumatic, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I wasn't dealing with the trauma, Bellumi. Like, it was just easy to just push it aside because why? The third party people were there. And nobody, this was Nigeria. Nobody was even talking about the trauma for a kid. Everybody was kind of facing my old man because me and my old man were actually shot. So my old man had friends who were like, hope you're okay. But every, I just felt everybody just kind of, and this was all in my head, everybody just kind of, push me away because I didn't say anything. I was all about, yeah, I'm good. My hands are still working. Yeah, I need physiotherapy, but I'm good. I'm getting attention with the ladies, you know? And it just kept building this whole approach of saying, you know what? I'm just going to avoid everybody. I'm not saying anything to anybody. I rather avoid everybody. Stay in my own little um, bubble. And one thing I kind of also noticed that I took from, because this is one thing I, I, I kind of jumped over. My dad was this kind of person as well, right? My dad was all about his, um, his music. So my dad is into high life. I'm a high life connoisseur as well, where he gets his, um, his vinyl and he's playing music that he loves, or he could just put on the radio and he could just we could just sit down not say a word and just go listening to the music and then we, we we could do that for hours and for me seeing it with him I kind of just admired that with him because I felt oh this is him in his own he's in his study he's just in his own zone he doesn't he's just chilling and I'm like I love that but Yo, old man was just being an avoidant as well. Like he, he wasn't. He, he just wanted to be secluded in that own space to just enjoy that. And you know, I'm still have good to have those conversations, but I just feel like that was what I wanted, right? So it was what I kind of took away with me as I got into secondary school, where it was more like, okay, this is what I want to do. And you know, you pointed it out as this piece of avoidant. By the time I now grew older and going into uni. I'm now breaking hearts and I'm vo- ghosting people because I'm like, yeah, I'm a fine boy, Abby. I can get who I want to want and I'll, I'll just ghost. <laughs> and that was it. Like, relationships for me were never even um, permanent. Like, it was always like, one, two, three, I'd rather do a long distance thing with you and I'm bailing. Like, it's easy for me to like say, ah, you're in Ife, Abby. I'm in Enugu. I'll see you soon. No communication whatsoever. There was no like, there was no Instagram. Nah, there was, was no WhatsApp. No they <laughs> build on you like they legit build on you. <laughs> you are not hearing from them or nah. nobody. Nah, nah. But then again, nah. so people will be thinking now. A lot of people listening to this now will be thinking. So how did he get married? Because I know a lot of dismissive avoidant <laughs> people who even struggle to get into relationships or let anyone in that close to them. So how? Yeah, I mean that that is funny because you put, you hit the nail on the head. I, as I said, I had friends, right? I had been a best man, and I had been to weddings from twenty two, sorry, from two thousand and six till twenty twenty. Sorry, two thousand five till twenty ten. I'd been best man like more than six, seven times. 
had been a groomsman for more than 11 times and these were friends these are all good friends all doing this and all i kept telling was all i kept saying was nah marriage is not for me i just want to have a kid if i need to because i was into babysitting kids and whatnot i just want to have a kid marriage is not for me that was the that was the language i was giving up me so you hear him like marriage is not for me. Would that one interest you to chill or to even have anything with me? Nada. And I get into um, NYSE and I meet my sister-in-law who happens to be my twin because we share birthdays who are like a day apart. And she's like, I have this sister. I don't know that you're ever going to be serious in life. But if you ever are, I would like to hook you up with my sister. And I'm like, mm, yeah, that's, that sounds real nice. That sounds cute. But unfortunately, I'm a car. You know how it is now. Like, <laughs> I'm not committed. I just want to have a baby by somebody and I'll be good. And 20, I never forget, 2011, um, or I'm sorry, 2010. Because um, I, I know my sister, and I know my brother, I love. We were all friends in Abuja. And he's like, yo, I'm, I'm having a, a stag night. My sister, is here. I'm having a hen night. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll go to the hen night. And then after that, I'll go to the bachelor's party. And, you know, uh, the next day I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll party at the wedding. And I get to, this, to the to the head night and I'm like, yo, Amaka, your boy is here from Lagos. Let's turn up. And she's like, yeah, Chukma, this is Amara. Amara, this is Chukma. And we, are, we both go, I've heard a lot about you. And we laugh. And I'm like... Yeah, welcome to Nigeria. Welcome to Nigeria. So you're in Canada, Abby. And and of course, we are already kind of, you know, the the there's red flags already because we're like, ah, we both are, have our people, but we both are liking one another. And I'm like, yeah, you know, really nice meeting you. You know, this is me. You know, I heard you're here for a wedding. I'm I'm not into this because you know I'm not a family person. But you know, whatever it takes, we'll, we'll we'll hang out. I'll show you Abuja. I know people here. We'll party. You know, and that's what we did. We just ended up being friends. We ended up, you know, it was me telling her this is me. I'm this naughty, and blah blah blah. And she ended up telling me that oh she's reserved. Canada this, Canada that, and I'm like yeah, nah, it's not happening. Like <laughs> the Canada alone was really like nope. Like, I'm not even into that at that moment. And, you know... You did not we know just... that that was your destiny. Yeah, I didn't know that was my destiny. <laughs> Little did he know. Little what did he know. <laughs> but, but 2010, it was like... We ended up, you know, coming back to Lagos. And we just ended up just... Like, on a daily... This was me driving back from... Because I used to work in Suleri. I would drive back to Ogba to just go chill with that. And it was just perfect, chilling, laughing, and all that. And I would, I would always go like, yo, one of these days, uh, I'll make our time to come to Canada and we'll, we'll chill. And she just kept laughing because she was like, yeah, I heard you're not serious about this. So why do you keep saying this? Because, because I'm like, eh, this, this, there's something different with you. Like, like... You know, I know you feel something. She was like, yeah, I feel something, but I'm not going to work on it because you're not serious. And I was like, yeah, okay, no problem, no problem. And we ended there and a um, couple of years just passed by where it's like, we are still communicating, but we are just like, yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And this is us conversing still. Like, I remember I would always tell her, I'll be like, 
you remember when we would just like you call me during your night time and i'll be it'll be early morning for me and it'll be late night for you and we'll just talk and talk and talk and i'll be like yeah like i don't know the kind of jazz you did i never did this <laughs> like long distance for me was call you on that long phone and end it there like by then we had mobile phones that i would always talk and we would talk and we would talk and we were, i was just like look i'm actually like this is different like I, I don't know the bug you've given me, but I'm serious. I'm going to, I'm going to meet your dad. I tell your dad everything. This was 2012. I tell your dad that you know I'm serious about this and whatnot. And she's like, okay, if you are, if I hear anything different, you know, mm. it will come to pass. But, so but wait, it, took, it took about two years. <laughs> yeah, of just, of just constant communicating. Yeah. Two years of constant communicating, Bellumi. Okay, so Don't one forget. Thing I was going to point out, just mm-hmm. to add to the point of the whole avoidant thing, like this mm-hmm. is very typical for um, a dismissive avoidance because yeah, it's the, it takes a while to get to them. Like it takes a minute. And if you are a dismissive avoider, don't get discouraged. Give yourself time. Because I remember I was also having a session with a client like a couple of days ago. And she was like, oh, I don't know, I don't really like him. And I know because she's avoidant, I'm just like, have you given it time? Have you even tried? Because this is someone you have constantly been communicating with and it's someone that you do find attractive. So, you know, sometimes you guys tend to put up this wall. I won't say you guys anymore because you have become secure. So let me change my language, excuse me. But at times, avoidant people, not at times, most times they put up this wall when they feel like people are getting too close. And I think your wife's approach, being more laid back and being more calm, and obviously coming from a place whereby it seemed like she was more secure in herself, then that enabled you to like, you know, come forward and, you know, take the right steps. Now, I'm not trying to tell anyone to wait forever if you're dating an avoidance partner, but I'm just trying to point out a pattern, you know. And and that's and that's keep alone because I, I always till today, especially now that I know, I always give her like um, the hands up because left to Chukuma, it would just have been a, a disaster. But you know, it was um, so divine intervention. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, maybe it was written in the stars, like they were meant to get married. I- <laughs> oh man, that's it. She's that's very it right patient. There. That one, I definitely. She was. She was absolutely. Very yeah, but uh, 2012, um, she unfortunately lost her old man, and she came back to Nigeria. And I, I was devastated because I was like, "Yo, this is a sis who's giving up so much." I and I'm really feeling bad, and I'm like, "Yo, like, I'm not going to do anything, but I just want you to do that. I am totally 100 committed to you right now. Like, I'm, I am, I am telling you, like, take it to the bank, like." Yes, your old man has gone. I'm going to give your mother time to grieve, but I'm going to come back to your mom and do what I plan to do with your dad. That was our conversation. That was her coming back to Nigeria. And that was what I told her. And I'm like, and she thought I was joking because, you know, and I started having concern with her sister. I'm like, yeah, so, you know, this is what we are planning. What do you want me to do? And she was like, yeah, you know, do what you want to do. And, you know, and I, I, really, I was really having concern with my old man because I told my old man that, this is a part of my life that I don't want to mess up because it's scary messing this this part of your life up. And he told me like, like yeah, he might not have had any, you know, he, we, I might not have seen the best um, 
example between himself and my mom, but he would want me to kind of make sure I lay that out for my kids. Like, let my kids understand what it is to be an exemplary parent that's different from what they are looking at. So it was that mindset I kind of made sure I was saying I was going to sacrifice, you know, when it came to Amarachi, it was in nothing was going to stop or be in the way of saying it can be done, right? So, you know, we made it official in 2014 um, and, you know, the rest is history. But, you know, as I, as I like to always point out, I, I always remind that when we're having conversations, I always thank her because even reaching out to Ibelumi, it was, it was the missus that, 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 you know, we would have these arguments and she'd be like, would you talk to somebody? I'm like, why am I talking to somebody? What do I tell somebody my business? And, you know, I was always, always, always avoiding that, but she would always come back, you know, that low tone voice. You, could you just talk to somebody? You know, if you have that concern with somebody, maybe you will figure out what's going on. And, you know, it was, you know, all through our conversations, especially, you know, figuring this out, this dismissive avoiding that, seeing that it's a work thing. It's not just a matter of, changing some algorithms or writing a new code and it's going to be done. It's, there are some days it's good, there are some days it's bad. And just having her listen, being able to understand that I need to learn some things and being vulnerable with her, just conversing and being vulnerable in every aspect is so relieving. I mean, I keep telling you when we have our sessions that I see the difference in who I was last year till now and I know I can just be better because it's it's showing results with with Amarachi it's showing results with the kids but I know I can still be better so why not just you know make an effort and I mean when you said we're going to do this this was this is full circle moment for me because when I listen to this I'm going to be like yeah that's that's Chukuma talking now. This that's is, actually this is beautiful, it. you know. So it, it's, it's quite funny, like from a podcast I used to listen to to learn from, and now you're on it, sharing your story, sharing your testimony. Like that is wonderful. That is actually very very wonderful because you have come a long way, and you definitely should be proud of yourself. You know, I always tell you, take it in. Because it's a lot of work to do, and most people don't do that work. Now, some people are not even aware of the work they need to do and or they're not in places in their lives whereby like they have enough peace to be able to work on their mental health. You know what I mean? If someone is going through hardships with where they live and trying to um, provide from them for themselves basic needs or for their children, it's very hard to even think about themselves or their mental health at that point. So definitely, definitely I am very proud of you and i was going to say how has your relationship with your wife improved but it's very clear that it has so will you say that on your journey to being secure you were able to develop a mindfulness practice that helped you and mindfulness uh, practices are like meditation you know yeah i mean i mean Pelumi, right from the word jump when you said hey so we're going to be looking at meditation i you know it was it was like I just did strong head. I was like, what's, what's meditation? Why is Melubi saying meditation? But starting that journey is just mind-blowing, right? Because I t- I sit down and I'm like, you know, I'm actually even respects the fact that this guy is doing the work. I mean, not just even um, meditation. Journaling is still a struggle. But the days when I'm like, I take the pen and I'm like, right, I'm like... 
this is well, let me be super proud that you guys. But it's 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 to me, I see it more like I read this and I'm like, mm, now I get it. Now I see what it means to make that effort. Because it's, it was scary, believe me. I'm not gonna sit down here and tell you that ah, this thing was it was scary. And it's this mindset of saying, hey, um, are you going to, you know, make that effort and be happy with what the results you're seeing? I want that result. I, that's what I want to wake up with every day. I know, yes, there are going to be bad days. We manage the bad days. But if you're having those good memories, if you're having those good times, why not just embrace it more? Why? I mean, I want to grow old enough to let my kids understand that daddy wasn't the perfect being. It's due to mommy. And I'm always going to make sure that you guys show this woman your, your 2,001% respect because she sees these things where we don't see it. So if 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 mommy's coming to me and telling me that oh there's a this is I might argue, but my strong head will give in any day. I'm like, yes, mommy, mommy's up for it. So so that's what it is. <laughs> that's good. That, that that is certainly wonderful feedback, even for me. I'm very happy. I'm even gloating, like, oh my god, I can't believe I was able to contribute so much to someone's life. It's usually it's still an honor to be able to do that, you know. And um, any words of encouragement? Do you have any words of encouragement to anyone right now who is dealing with an avoidance attachment style? And like most people think, avoidance don't necessarily enjoy being avoidant any more than an anxious preoccupied enjoys being anxiously preoccupied. Because I used to be an anxious preoccupied attachment style. Like that was my primary attachment style. And man, it made dating so exhausting for me and the person that I was dating because you know yeah I was more I won't say clingy as such but I just had these expectations because I wanted to feel safe and it felt like from the start I was asking too much of whichever guy I was dating at that time and you know that was quite difficult so um any words of encouragement what will you share with them going through this very tough process of you know, becoming more secure. It's, believe <laughs> it's, 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 it's not as if every everything has that clear answer. I mean, you, 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 you take this to be always like the answers you're you're seeking aren't just going to be straight up black and white, right? It's a matter of figuring out what what it is, and then you know, fear of the unknown is what is always going to stop us. Like it's always going to give us that whole do I jump or do I not jump? Like why not just make that effort? Like, first thing is making that step. If you see there's a problem, if you feel there's a problem inside, like it's just something you feel like, get help. Make that effort to just get help and just have that conversations. I mean, I tell you, Belumi, after conversations, I always reach out to my friends. Like, just let them know that, yeah, Chukma might be not be Chukma, you know about why? Because I'm getting therapy. It's nothing I'm ashamed about right now. And like I sing it so loudly, like it's it's me being vulnerable because I need you to understand. Like as I get older, I see things n- not as I was when I was younger, but in a much different light. And as I see these things, I would like the next generation to understand that hey, we don't have to not speak up. Speak up. Go out there and get help. If it's if it's you and your partner and you feel like, oh, you know what, she's not going to get it, 
make that effort. Even if she doesn't get it, walk her through how she could help you help you get it. You know, like it 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 took a lot to sit down with Belumi and you know I'm always going to be grateful to her because this journey is far from over but she's helped me through so much and I'm a better partner dad all-round person just because I made that effort to just reach out so trust me making that taking that first step is scary you do tons of unknowns but you 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 come out being the better person like it it's me saying that if you come out being the better person and you love yourself for that. So, you know, do the right thing and just get ahead of this. Like, make that effort. That's that's all. No, nothing, 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 nothing to um, um, overcoming. It, it, you overcome that little bit of fear each time. You just make that effort and you just become a better, better all-around human. Thank you so much, Chikuma. First of all, for agreeing to do this. I know it's not easy to be vulnerable like this. And second of all, for just gassing me up so much throughout this episode. My head is so big right now. (laughs) Thank you so so much. And I definitely would love to have you back on the show sometime. Uh, Say less, Belumi. Once you, once you, once you, once you make an order, I'm, I'm coming through like in a, in a flash, man. That's, that's, that's. that's say less. A narcissist. That's my first person here. She's probably not that great. <laughs> that's for them. That's for them to, to, to say. I've to know the truth. That's it. <laughs> Thank you so much once again. No worries, I appreciate Belumi. you taking the time out to do this and absolutely. Not also sharing your encouragement to others. Like you said, guys, it's definitely not easy but it's worth it like the amount of work you put in yourself i think that's the the greatest investment you can get is peace of mind good mental health and um just stability all around your attachment style doesn't just affect your romantic relationships it also affects your relationships with friends and with family like chikuma said so please get some help um talk to a therapist about it and you know, do your best to try to get secure. And there's so many tests online you can take to find out your attachment style for free as well. And you can start working with that. So thank you once again and goodbye.